You're listening to The Final Call with Chelsea Mendelson and Anthony Ferrero. Well, welcome to this 13th episode of The Final Call, and I think probably a little bit earlier, definitely a little bit different than what uh, we expected to talk about. This is Chelsea Mendelson alongside Anthony Ferrero, as always. Um, we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna jump right into it. This episode is about one thing and one thing only, and that is the absolute massive blockbuster trade taking the entire NBA by storm today, and today being the 27th of September, and it is the Damian Lillard trade. That's what you want to call it, because that's, you know, him wanting out of Portland is the reason that this happened, pretty much. Um... Of course, there's other huge pieces involved here. Huge pieces. All-star level pieces. Um, But with that being said, we're going to talk about our thoughts on this giant three-team trade. Is there anything you want to say before we get into it, Anthony? Um. Yeah, well, I don't think so. I think we can really jump into it. I, I know that, I, you know, obviously it's a massive trade to us, but I think the entire sports world as a whole yeah. was really, you know, taken by storm to this. I know all the headlines yeah. recently have been Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift uh, for the past, <laughs> which is what I thought we were going to be talking two, about. Our which next is podcast. What I thought the next podcast. Exactly. And now by the time be. we make our next episode, they might not even be together anymore. That's, so. that's going to be old news. So yeah. yeah. And now, now I hope, this I hope down, for the record, I hope that they stay together, but we'll talk yes. about that in a different episode. Yeah. But yeah, I, no, I you agree. know, There's just a lot of reasons that this trade just absolutely boggled my mind. First of all, this is in my recent memory besides, you know, obviously the Kevin Durant trade is there and stuff. But in my memory of being an NBA fan, pretty much as long as I've lived, this is one of the biggest, if not the biggest trades I think that has happened in my lifetime. Um. You don't usually see a trade involving so many huge pieces that has so much um, impact on the entire league. I mean, you've got this is both conferences involved. You've got a team going from maybe just being a play multiple teams from going just a playoff team. Well, in this case, I guess it's just one, but going from just a playoff team to contending to being maybe even a finals favorite um, in the Bucks. And then you have Portland completely rebuilding. You have the Suns just trying to add another piece to it. That's a team that's contending as well. Um, It's just an insane, insane trade. And we're going to break it down from what each team got. Um, And yeah, we're going to break it. We're going to break it down like that. What each team got. And then we're going to rate, you know, how each team did and all that. So we'll start with the Bucks. The, all the bucks I want I don't want to say all what all the bucks got out of it just because there's so many players involved you want to say that but quote unquote all they got was Damian freaking Lillard um which is pretty much the centerpiece of this trade and I just think that's the bucks killed it getting Damian Lillard coming out of the blue you thought he was gonna go to Miami and now all of a sudden he is in Milwaukee um I just think there's so many reasons that this was a great trade for them. Um, And the main reason is to keep Giannis in town because he has already said, you know, if I'm not winning in Milwaukee, I'm walking. And they said, oh, Damian Lillard. How about that? Um, And now they're contending. And I just, what a trade for Milwaukee to get this done. Just fantastic job by their front office. Yeah, it really all started, I mean, the Dame stuff. We talked about it in the first couple of episodes of the podcast, but that's been happening for, you know, it feels like almost since the end of the season. Since before yeah. the end of the season, it, it was pretty much like, hey, this is probably going to end. And I feel but, like that's always something that's been in talks for the last couple of years, too, is whether or not Dame's going to leave Portland. Right. And so, you know, the, everything kind of coming together with Giannis saying, you know, he dropped some of these really weird quotes. You know, they the Milwaukee's already won a championship. They still have a really good roster. They kept Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. They had Drew Holiday. 
They still had really nice pieces. They were still a contender. They were the one seed last year in the East. Right, right. They were a massive contender. And he's dropping quotes saying stuff like, I don't know if I'm going to stay here long term. I'm just going to play out my contract and see what happens. Mm -hmm. I might not even resign here if we're not going to compete. That means, first of all, just before we get to the trade, those comments didn't make sense to me. I understand what he's saying, and he wants to make sure that they are contending. But his contract, I want to say, was up from, I want to say it's a year, uh, not one year. I want to say maybe two years from now. And of course, of course, the way it was constructed before the trade, they were going to be contending up till his contract. That's why it didn't make sense to me the way it was worded. But especially now, you know, if you're the front office, I don't want to say you panicked because you don't really give up a whole lot in a trade like this. So you're definitely not panicking. But, you know, it's a it's a move that you say, okay, we have to jump in here. It looked like obviously Miami was was a big trade destination for this. Toronto was rumored. I think Chicago was rumored for two seconds. And then people remember they were talking about the Bulls. So that dropped out quickly. Uh, But Toronto was the big landing piece potentially. And then, you know, that brought up questions. Why Toronto? That doesn't fully make sense with their timeline. And Milwaukee kind of swoops in here and snags Damian Lillard for not a whole lot. We'll talk more about the pieces, but at least on the Bucks side of things, it makes sense. It's a position that they can use. Um, they end up dealing Drew Holiday in this deal. So you have a point guard in Damian Lillard. You have, you know, your three in Chris Middleton. Giannis is your four. Brooke Lopez is going to be your five. And you still have some depth guys. Um, that's going to be the thing that we say is some depth guys. Because if you look at, you know, after the Suns make, and again, this part of it we'll get to later. But after the Suns made the deal for Bradley Beal, some people said, hey, that's a great top three. But, you know, I need to see more because they just don't have the depth. Looking at a trade like this, Milwaukee has a lot of top-end talent. The best top-end talent in the league, I would say. The depth is questionable. Injuries can happen, especially with guys like Brooke Lopez, who's older, and has dealt with them in the past. Chris Middleton was older, dealt with them a lot this past year. Damian Lillard, who was older, who has dealt with them a lot these past couple of years. It'll be interesting to see from that standpoint. I think that's one of the really only things I see that could go wrong. And you know, that's with every team because injuries happen to everyone. But especially given their ages and their injury histories, um, that could be a problem. Although I feel like that's a problem, potential problem. For every contender at this point, injuries are always a factor in one way or another. I do like this move, though, as you said. I mean, there is you didn't give up a whole lot, and you got the easily the best piece in the deal. And I think Lillard and Giannis can fit together really well. Uh, only question I have a little bit is who holds the ball. And the only reason I say that um, certain standpoints is Giannis loves to bring the ball up the court. He loves to handle the ball because he's not a great shooter. So you can't stick him in a corner and shoot. This isn't um, even a Chris Paul and a Steph Curry because Curry could be a spot-up shooter if you need him to. You don't want to you know, keep him in the corner all the time because he'd do so much. You don't want to pigeonhole him, but he can be if you need him to. Giannis can't. Um, so... I will be interested in seeing how they use the two together. Uh, but I think they could be great, especially down the stretch closing. Uh, we saw in the playoffs, Milwaukee just kind of faded at the end and lost to Miami for no reason. They held leads and they just lost leads because no one really closed. D- bringing Dame there is massive. If anything, they did it for that simple reason is that Dame can now go there and close in those situations. So overall, I really like this from Milwaukee's point of view, especially look at what you gave up. It's sort of a duh. Like if, the, if everyone's going to agree to this, we might as well do it sort of a move. So I like it from their perspective. It makes sense. And they're definitely a contender for this year, the year after, and they just keep on going. Yeah. I mean, this trade just makes so much sense for Milwaukee. As you talked about, 
in the scheme of things, they didn't give up that much. I think the biggest loss, obviously, is Drew Holiday. Um, we'll talk about that when we get to the Trailblazers part of this. Um, but, I mean, this team, you pair up, you know, Damian Lillard, who is one of the best clutch shooters of all time when he's not injured, which he has been a lot the last couple of seasons, as you talked about. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is one of the most dominant bigs we've seen in a really, really long time. Almost um, ever. Yeah. And, and also Chris Middleton's still there. They kept yep. Chris Middleton in this trade. And when I found out about it, I was getting a screen protector put on my phone at Best Buy. And it was literally right as I handed it over, I was getting all these notifications on my watch, including from you, being like, holy crap, the Suns just dealt DA in the Damian Lillard trade. And I was like, what? So then I called you, knowing what teams were involved already. And I was like, oh, well, what did the what did the Bucks give up? And you said, Drew Holiday. And I said, what? Because I thought for sure that they would keep Drew Holiday in that. I don't I just that just made sense to me that they would keep Drew Holiday. They would have a crazy backcourt in Dame and Drew and that uh Chris Middleton was going to be the one dealt. I thought for sure 100% because that also makes more sense for Portland, which again we'll get to. Um but no. They kept Chris Middleton and I think that that makes way more sense for them. Honestly, when you're looking at spreading the floor, now you've got a totally dominant big you still have brooke lopez you now have damian lillard um and chris middleton in the middle i mean it's just it's beautiful it's like that that starting five however they decide to break it up with the rest of the team is going to be really really difficult to stop this is probably the best team that Giannis has been on and i'm including their championship run um yes. so they're gonna be some really fun basketball 100 percent um i don't think there's a lot more we could say about that um again a big big move by the bucks uh they're definitely keeping Giannis in town for the long run by doing this i think it takes him out of whatever that funk was of thinking about leaving milwaukee which i also thought was a little ridiculous um but now we're going to move on to portland which is the most I would say the most loaded part <laughs> of this trade, just because yeah, for sure. the picks, if we want to go into specifics here, um, they get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton from the Suns, uh, Tumani Kamara from the Suns. For those who don't know, he was the Suns draft pick this year. He was really good. I think we talked about him in one of our episodes about the Summer League. He I was really good. Briefly, yeah. yeah, he was pretty solid in the Summer League. I think the guy has a lot of potential. I hope he has a lot of success in his career. I was hoping we would not deal him, but I, you know, I, it makes sense that we did. Um, we as in the Suns, me being a fan. not Nothing else, just a fan. Uh, the Bucks um, also gave up to the Blazers a 2029 first round pick unprotected and then swap rights on their 28 and 30 uh, first round picks. Um, so the Bucks gave up a lot of items per se, but not a lot of really, you know, top things. And then obviously you have the Suns, two players mixed in there. Um, the main thing here, though, of course, being Drew Holiday. And you look at that, um, and you and I talked about it before we saw some more tweets and stuff like that. Sorry, posts on X and stuff like that. Um, and we're like, okay, maybe it makes sense. But originally you're like, but they just they just drafted a guard. What are they doing? They have they're just they have all the guards. Their whole team is guards and DeAndre Ayton now. <laughs> and then you hear that they're looking to immediately deal Drew Holiday again. And you're like, okay, I see now why you wanted Drew Holiday over Chris Middleton. And it's because in the scheme of things, Drew Holiday is going to have way more, uh, you know, stock in trades, way more trade value than Chris Middleton. Just straight up, Drew Holiday is more of an impactful guy on your team, no matter who your team is. So you're going to go get that guy because you have Damian freaking Lillard. So you get to choose who you're getting. And if you're Portland and you want to trade that guy again and continue to build your team, 
you're going to ask for Drew Holiday over Chris Middleton 100% of the time. So now that I have that in context, that makes way more sense to me than if they were to keep Drew Holiday. Because I was going to be like, why do you, you just have guards? Why? But no, they're going to trade him. And that makes sense. And I've heard he might go to Miami. And I'm not sure about that fit, but that would be a fun team to to watch. But that's definitely something to keep in mind. And maybe that's what our next episode is about, if that trade happens soon. Yeah, as far as what Portland did, I, I was in the same bucket as you. I thought it was going to be a Chris Middleton. And in hindsight, that makes sense. I th- One thing I did think of in the moment, um, specifically contract-wise, was Middleton uh, and Brooke Lopez, for that matter, both re-signed this offseason meaning they couldn't technically be dealt until December. So I think mm. in hind in hindsight, I realized that and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, but still, I, um, I Holiday, totally forgot about that. Yeah, I literally, I did for a while. Uh, and then I went back through and thought about it and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, regardless, um, Drew Holiday gets moved. Um, and one, and then this kind of goes a little back to the Bucks point was um, Dame is obviously, um, offensive superstar uh, but defensively he's i don't want to say a liability but you know he's not very savvy of a defender it's pretty average um, yeah pretty average to below average depending on what's going on um drew holiday is anything but that um he is totally. a defensive lockdown mastermind well let's um, talk so- about you know how they beat the Suns in 2021. It was oh, yeah. his defense against Devin Booker, a thousand percent. They didn't have Drew Holiday. I'm not sure they get that ring. hundred percent. So yeah, so, he's a total defensive guy. For sure. So uh, on the Milwaukee side of that, I'm interested to see, you know, how that is. They'll be fine because they have Giannis, who's, you know, Giannis Merkelop has their defense kind of extends to the rest of the team. So right. I imagine they will be fine. Just something worth mentioning. Um, as far as the Portland side of it goes, Drew Holiday, they're going to flip him uh, to another contender. You said Miami. I've heard that as well. That could be an option there. Uh, but any contender, I would assume they want to send him back east again. You know, it's it's one of those where um, Milwaukee wasn't going to send him anywhere in the east. But now that he's with Portland, they probably want to send him back in the east. That way they don't have to play him, you know, a couple times a year. That would make sense. Um, I want to, you know, that's a nice piece, but like I said, it's probably going to get flipped. So there's not really a point in talking about a fit there. I want to move toward the DeAndre Ayton piece, um, and we'll get into the good and the bad and what how we view of it for the Suns here in a minute. But if you're Portland, that's the that's the perfect like buy low candidate that you want to get. Totally is a guy like DeAndre Ayton. If you're going to move Dame. Um, and especially because your roster is very guard centric to get yeah. a really to get a not guard uh, is a plus. Um, but to get a center like DeAndre Aiden, who's still young, um, plenty years of potential is already signed to a contract. So you don't have to worry about that aspect of things. Um, and, you know, he's going to give you offense and some defense. Um, some of the rumors around the Suns. Uh, was um, he didn't want to accept the you know major league defensive role. He wanted to really be there and have a bigger offensive presence. Um, and with the Suns already having Beal, Durant, Booker, there's just a lot of mouths to feed. And I don't think Aiden was going to get exactly what he wanted. So you send him to Portland, and now he can have all the opportunities he wants. Um, I'm a big fan of Chauncey Billups, who's their coach. Um, you know, I think, you know, see what you can do with them. Um, I like this from the Blazers. You know, when we talked about it earlier, it was like, I liked it for the Bucks. It was okay for the Blazers because I didn't really hear too much extra about Drew Holiday. Uh, but now that, you know, he's going to get flipped again, um, they get Aiden and they get picks, you know, two pick swaps and then an outright unprotected pick. Um, this is a good move for them. Kamara's a nice, like, throw-in, you know, rookie guy. Take him, see if he could be anything. Um, I think that works really well, and I do like this trade from the Blazers' standpoint. You know, assuming they get something for Drew Holiday, and maybe it ends up being, like, two or three picks, and they just kind of reload on the pick front. But assuming they get something there that isn't a guard, 
um, that would be considered a positive for me. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, after like putting the Drew Holiday stuff into perspective, and they're like, oh, they're gonna move him again, whatever. That I think this trade made a lot of sense for them. Um, you know, you're gonna deal Drew Holiday for whatever. We'll see how that goes. Um, ideally for a young like three through five, as opposed to a one or a two preferably another four or five to play alongside DA. But you get DA, you get DeAndre Aiden, and you get Tumani Kamara, who are two players that have a ton of potential. Um, I, w- I really thought this was going to be DeAndre Aiden's season in Phoenix. I was like, he is going to have a coming out party. He's going to put all these Suns. There's a lot of Suns fans that were fine with getting rid of him. Um, and I think he was going to put a lot of those guys to shame and be like, look at how good I am. I'm averaging 20 and 10. That's the upside of this guy is 20 and 10, maybe more than that. Um, I just think he's an absolute solid player, definitely a future all-star. And like you said, he's really young. He hasn't been in the league that long. And I just think he's going to be really, really good. I think Portland puts him in a place where he can really shine. He's not having to play behind Devin Booker, Chris Paul, whoever, um, and you know, this season it would have been Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. He's the fourth option. He wanted to go somewhere where he was the first, maybe second option. And that's what you're getting in Portland. That he's going to be the first option right now. Um, unless Scoot Henderson ends up being really, really solid as a rookie, which could happen. Um, but yeah, I I really like DeAndre Ayton going to the Blazers in the Blazers perspective. And then Tumani Kamara is a player that has just a ton of potential. We don't really know what we're going to see from him. He was, you know, a late pick, um, but he could also be really, really good in the future. So just, I think the Blazers did great with what they got. For sure. I think, you know, you don't want to deal a guy like Damian Lillard, but you know, as we talked about in prior episodes, it's something you really just have to do at this point. So to be able to get younger, at least with DeAndre Ayton, get a couple picks, you pick up Kamara, and they're going to trade Holiday elsewhere, it'll be interesting to see what they net back. If they go player heavy or if they go pick heavy and see kind of what how they want to rebalance that roster, it'll be interesting to see. Um, moving toward you know the Suns aspect, especially from the, the Ayton side, I think what they're looking at is for so many years now, um, Suns fans and you know people close to the Suns community have questioned Aiden's want and his drive. There are so many times where instead of playing bully ball, putting his back to the basket and backing someone down, he opts to go with a little cheap, you know, step back jumper. And he's very efficient at it. He makes them more often than not. But it's like, look, I just want you to be tough, back a guy down, and dunk a basketball. That's the, I feel like that's what everyone in second grade wanted to do, is to go jump and dunk a basketball. I mean, now I'm asking a guy who's 7 foot, 21, and built like a truck to go dunk a basketball, and he says, no, I'm good. I'd rather sit here and shoot step-back jumpers, even though I'm a center. Like, it just it doesn't... Like, he's built to go dunk. It's not like he's built like Jokic, who is a good shooter and is built to shoot more than than back somebody down. Right. Uh, and just didn't want to do it. And I think Suns fans were tired of questioning, you know, the drive and the effort level. And so that's why they're comfortable seeing him go. I'm with you. I, I thought he was going to have a great year with Frank Vogel. I thought that was really going to help him. I thought... Him being the fourth option could have helped him in a way that, you know, he didn't have to be the star. He didn't have to be the main guy. I thought that may have even helped him a little bit. Um, But like I said earlier, if in his mind, he wasn't willing to accept his role with the team. So, you know, they had to go find a better fit. Someone who wasn't going to complain if he wasn't seeing touches and wasn't seeing the ball. And so be it. We're only privy to the information that we know. Uh, and that's sort of an unknown variable. Uh, I will say this. Um, I immediately upon hearing it was not happy um, from a Suns perspective as a Suns fan. Um, I was not happy with this trade immediately upon hearing about it. Now, over the course of today, as I've heard other people unpack it and I've heard different thoughts on it, 
I'm a little more open to it. Um, I can see where they're coming from. I can see what the goal was. I can see where it fits on paper. Um, so that part makes sense. But trading Aiden, because that was a big story. Um, I was comfortable trading Aiden for a guy like Clint Capella uh, because we needed that at DeAndre Aiden was defense and rebounding. And that was it. I needed you to rebound at a high clip. I need you to score inside when I need you to, um, you know, on putbacks and whatnot. And I need you to be able to play some sort of defense that is average, well, more than likely above average defense for a center. Um, and DeAndre Ayton was was good as a rim protector. Um, and normally defensively was good, but he would, again, have like effort lapses where he wouldn't rebound a ball. I know there was that clip that's circulating on X now um, that of him just not rebounding to basketball, and he's looking at his teammates, and you can read his lips. He's saying, what do you want me to do? My response is rebound to basketball. I don't think it's you know, that difficult to figure out. Um, so I, I am okay with seeing him go. I just think the way all the pieces fit, they were trying to fit, you know, a, a, um, a round peg into a square hole, or however the say square, whatever the saying goes. Uh, it wasn't going to fit uh, right. here in this moment. It just wasn't going to fit. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do on Portland if he unlocks some of the great potential he has as a former number one overall pick. Mm -hmm. He definitely has potential. I'm excited to see if he unlocks it there. Uh, but the Suns get Nurkic in response. Which, on paper, makes sense because yeah. he rebounds, he defends. Um, the issue is that he's been hurt a lot, and he doesn't pass the eye test. That's that's my biggest concern from this trade. Is your big piece in Nurkic, and I can read all the good things about him on paper, and oh, he can rebound, and he can defend which is what you need this is what i just said the sun's need from their center position uh but unfortunately my ice work um and i've watched the blazers and nurkic uh and what they've done and every year it seems like we have high helps for the blazers could they compete at all to make the playoffs and by the end of the year nurkic has missed uh many games because he's hurt and even when he's healthy he doesn't look good so i that's my biggest concern when i saw this trade go down uh, leading up to the past couple of days, uh, the rumors, I was not a fan uh, that he would be coming here. Um, I've been talked into it a little bit. Um, I think Frank Vogel coaching him up. Um, Phoenix is good on the athlete's body as far as like temperature wise. Like you, you see a lot of aging stars go to Phoenix, uh, whether that's for the Cardinals, whether it's for the Diamondbacks. Like it's, it's good here for aging stars. Um, not that Nurkic is a star, but as he ages, I'm interested to see if that part maybe can can help his body. But uh, I was not a fan of the move immediately. I've been, you know, almost talked into it a little bit more. Um, but just specifically on the eight Nurkic discussion, we'll get into the rest uh, in a second. But just on that discussion, Chelsea, where do you where do you lie on that? Um. Well, honestly. I really value youth when it comes to building a basketball team, especially a basketball team that wants to contend for several years. And I'm not sure that several years is what you're going to get out of Joseph Nurkic. Now, I like what I've seen from the guy. I When I'm not rooting for the Suns, I'm rooting for the Trailblazers because my most of my family is from Oregon. Um... And so I've watched a lot of Joseph Nurkic. Um, and I think I just I'm not sure how he's going to fit here. Um, and as you know, now that Phoenix isn't as young, I'm you know, you've got Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. You know, these aren't young stars like we had seen um, with other teams, um, not not in Phoenix. They're either old or really young and have no stars. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I'm not sure how he's going to fit. Um, and I feel like I haven't 
I don't know. I feel like I haven't watched him a ton in the last season or two just because there hasn't been a lot to watch in Portland. Like I watched well, playoff Nurkic. Yeah. I watched playoff Nurkic, bubble Nurkic, you know. Um, and that was fine. I just I I don't know if how he fits into this Phoenix system, but this Phoenix system is pretty much being built from the ground up because of what the what the offseason brought, because of Kevin Durant coming to Phoenix towards the end of the season, because you have a new coach. Um, so there's just a lot of variables right now in Phoenix. And I think it could go really either direction as a whole. And that a big part of that is how is Joseph Nurkic going to fit here? Now, I think if any coach can make him play really well in the, in any system, it's Frank Vogel, but um, really only time is going to tell. I could definitely see it going either way. Personally, personally, I think I prefer DA. However, I would love to be proven wrong because I don't have a choice but to hope to be proven wrong as a Suns fan right now. But um, looking at the trade as a whole, um, the, what the Suns got, since we went through it with the other teams, what the Suns got, what the Suns received, was obviously Joseph Nurkic, uh, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, who i not going to lie, I had to Google who that was <laughs> before we started this podcast because I didn't know much about the guy. Um, and who I have said on this podcast is one of my least favorite players in the league, Grayson Allen. Um, Grayson Allen is a great defender and a great shooter. And that is all I have to say about that part of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Regardless of what you think of the guy and his, uh, play, uh, he's certainly suspect. I think that's putting it mildly. Um, he can shoot and he can defend. And when you're looking at bench pieces, you need guys who can shoot and guys who can defend. The fact that he can do both, um, that makes him valuable in this league. Um, I think he might be one of those players that um, you hate when he's on the other team, but when he's on your team, you kind of like him because he plays well. I think he might develop into that sort of role. I like... Um, the trade from that aspect, again, he's his character is extremely questionable, but from on-the-court perspective of actual playing basketball, um, I do like that move. Um, Nasir Little, I like as well. Just He's athletic. Um, he can defend. Um, he can be versatile. I'm excited to see what really what Frank Vogel does with a lot of, a lot of guys on this team. Um, I think that's, that's sort of my biggest takeaway is, yeah, their names right now. But how do they gel together in this offense? How do they, you know, gel with the other people on this team and the coaching staff? And how does it all come together? But I really like that move as well. I think Little and Allen, as well as Nurkic, they give you more depth um, because that was that was the issue, right? Everyone was like, "Hey, Phoenix made all these big moves, cool," but I'm still, you know, questionable about the depth. That's that's they got to have some sort of bench. Um, well, we added to the bench free agency with guys like Katie Bates-Diop, um, Yuta Watanabe, guys like that. And then now you, you know, even make it deeper with Grace Allen, Nasir Little, and guys like that. So I, I, hate, I did not understand this trade at the beginning of the day, mainly because I, like you, prefer uh, Aiden over Nurkic. I've been talked into it a little bit more. Um, Grayson Allen and Nasir Little, I thought, okay, so what? Um, I've been a little talked into it more now. Um, I can see it. Originally, I was thinking like that was like a, what, like a C, C minus trade that was done. Why did we do it? That makes zero sense. Why would James Jones do it? I would have said the same thing when James Jones traded the sixth overall pick for Dario Saric in the 11th, which he used on Cam Johnson. I would have said, James Jones, you suck. You have no idea what you're doing. That trade looks really good right now. Even though you don't have Kim Johnson and you do it have Dario Sarge, uh, that trade still looks good, you know, in, in hindsight. So um, at the end of the day, I'm going to trust James Jones over everything. But I've been talked into this trade a little more now. Uh, just to be fair, Keon Johnson, um, shout out to you. I knew uh, who you were a little bit. 
but I feel like I'm the meme from Shaq. I'm not familiar with your game. And so I may have to apologize for that as the season goes on. We'll see yeah. what happens. But you're a former, you know, first round pick, which means you got potential. So Sun saw something in you. Go on and show out uh, and see what you got. But yeah, I, I was highly skeptical. I was not a believer in this trade from Phoenix's perspective. The rest of the perspective, especially combined with, you know, Drew Holiday getting moved by Portland soon. Um, those are all wins. Obviously, it's a massive win for the Bucks. That is a win for Portland. Um, and from Phoenix, I was just confused more than anything and just trying to put blind faith in James Jones. As the days has gone on, I've heard other people articulate it and expand upon it. Uh, it makes a little more sense. Um, but like I said, um, it makes sense on paper, uh, but my eyes work. And so um, the eye test didn't really pass last season looking at Nurkic. Um, we'll see kind of what we get this season. Hopefully it's different. Uh, but the thing that I am most excited to see, especially with Nurkic, but really all these players in the roster as a whole, is how do they adapt with Frank Vogel uh, and his defensive first approach how does that work? Because your offense is taken care of. Uh, it's going to be Booker, Beal, Durant. Uh, and then you're going to have your three-point shooters and Watanabe and Grayson Allen, just to name a few. You're going to have your, you know, Nurkic is your putback guy uh, with for misses uh, and a few others here and there. Uh, but defense, defense is really one I see. Defense was let down in the playoffs for the Suns. Um, that was the big issue. I want to see it fixed. Uh, and I Frank Vogel's the guy to do it. Okay, let's see it. Um, you know, after a full off season, pretty much, uh, it's you know hard to talk about some of these things um, because at some point, I just want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to look at numbers on paper. I just want to see it happen. And lucky for us, that's not that far away anymore. I don't know if it's just the um, jersey swapper in me. Or what? But when a huge trade like this happens, I always, by default, try to picture each player in the jersey of their new team, right? And, you know, I'm having a little bit of trouble picturing Grayson Allen and Joseph Nurkic in the new Suns unis. Just a little bit. You know... Just just a little bit. Damian Lillard, I've already seen the jersey swaps of him in Milwaukee. You know, that one was fine. Um, DeAndre Ayton in a Portland jersey, a little harder to picture. But Grayson Allen, <laughs> Grayson Allen specifically, mostly, and Joseph Nurkic in Suns Unis, man. I just, I'm going to have to, I'm just going to have to see it in, in real life before I believe it. I don't think the trade's going to hit me. Until I see that. Um, no, for sure. For 100%. But, um, what you said about Grayson Allen. Yeah. No, the guy has serious character issues. Um, I worry about that as a locker room fit in this um, on this team. Because Bradley Beal and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant especially are not guys that are going to tolerate that kind of crap. And so I wonder if maybe it'll even be good for him. Maybe they'll they'll kick him into gear and he'll grow up a little bit. Or this is going to be an absolute train wreck chemistry-wise and he's not going to last longer than a season on this team. Those are the two things that I see happening. I hope for the first because I would love to see him grow up and me not have to hate on the guy. Um and also, you just hate to see the, the things that, like, if you look up a Grayson Allen dirty play compilation, it's probably 10 minutes long. Um, because even at Duke, this guy was doing some really, really dirty plays. And so that's my main concern when it comes to just the Grayson Allen part. Obviously, Nurkic's fit right now is a huge concern, probably the biggest concern when it comes to this trade. But Chemistry is more important than I think a lot of people realize. And I think Grayson Allen is a potential really big issue in this locker room. And I, I hope that he's not. But that's like a huge thing that I'm seeing right now. Um, what you talked about, Nasir Little, I really like Nasir Little. 
I was super excited that we got Nasir, or we again as a Suns fan, um, got Nasir Little. I think that's great. Good for James Jones to get Nasir Little out of this because if we were going to assist the Bucks in getting Damian Lillard, then gosh darn it, we better get Nasir Little out of it. Why not? I love it. Let's do that. Um, and then Keon Johnson, I had heard his name. And that's really honestly all I could say about the guy. And I really hope that we can clip this and be like, wow, she didn't even know who Keon Johnson was. And now he's like a star. I hope that that is the reality that we have out of this trade. Um, I don't know. I was just so flabbergasted by this trade. Obviously, we've known for months on end that this that Damian Lillard was going to get dealt. Um most likely to a team in the East, most likely to Miami, but now he's in Milwaukee. And there's rumors going around that he doesn't want to be in Milwaukee either. I just don't think that that's true. No, he's on the best team in the league. If yeah. he's not happy, he's going to get over it real fast. Yeah. And also, we're talking about Damian Lillard here. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. If this was, um, and again, I really like who I'm about to mention here. But if this was Kevin Durant who was saying, I'm going to Phoenix and nowhere else, and he had been traded somewhere else that was maybe contending but wasn't Phoenix, then yeah, I could see him saying, no, I still want to go to Phoenix. But this is Damian Lillard. This is a guy that stayed in Portland probably about five, six, seven years longer than he really should have, than we really would have expected him to. Um, really, I mean, he doesn't owe Portland a, a thing. I mean, he he did everything for that city, and he really wanted to stay there, but that just wasn't the place for him anymore. And he stayed there way too long. That guy is not going to get dealt to a team that is now potentially the best team in the entire league and say, no, I don't want to be here. That's not who we're talking about here. We're talking about a guy that is pretty humble, very, very, very loyal, and just wants to win. And he has been put somewhere he has been put in an organization that's going to value him and that is go that is already, by just bringing him in, put him on a contending team. I would be absolutely shocked if we saw anything but gratitude from Damian Lillard. And I know it's not his ideal place that he wanted to go to, but Pat Riley really wasn't interested in bringing him to Miami. He hadn't even returned Milwaukee's calls from what I saw, so I don't think there was any chance of him going to Miami. If he was going to wait till he was going to be a part of the Heat, he was going to be waiting for the rest of his career because Pat Riley simply wasn't interested enough to bring him. And so I think that his fit in Milwaukee is absolutely fantastic. And I would be just completely shocked and honestly wouldn't be a fan of him anymore if he didn't, if he did anything but be happy, at least somewhat, about being in Milwaukee. Because now you're with Giannis freaking on to Kumpo. Like, that is the one of the best duos, if not the best duo in the league right now. Like, there's no way he's not happy about that. No way. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe from an environment perspective, uh, not to be um, rude at all, and I personally have never been, but uh, Miami is better than uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, that much, uh, that much I can guarantee you. Um, having been to neither, um, but having respect for both, um, I Miami's uh better. Um, they have Pitbull, uh, the Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. You know what? I bet that um, was the entire reason he I wanted think that was it. I heat. think he wanted Pitbull, honestly. And yeah, that was it. God, hey, he I'd must go to be Miami devastated. for Pitbull, to be yeah, honest. He I, must I, be so you. devastated, actually, mm -hmm. that he didn't go to Miami because Milwaukee doesn't have Pitbull, absolutely. Yeah, you're so um, right. they have cheese. So, um, true. I would I hope personally, you're not lactose intolerant. I would personally choose cheese over Pitbull. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I love cheese. So, I think personally, however, you know, if we're talking about weather, because wasn't it Jimmy Butler a few years ago that was like, I want to go somewhere that's not cold all the time because he played in Chicago and then Minnesota yeah. and, and Philadelphia yeah. and then he went to Miami. I think Miami's nice, man. Yeah. Minus like hurricanes and stuff. True. I think. true. But I've never um, been there yeah, either. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the point is, um, you know, he's going to uh, the Midwest or uh, the middle of the country rather than, um, you know, uh, being on an ocean, being on a coast. 
Um, so that aspect, you might be a little upset. I would probably be a little upset in that aspect. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm on a contender. You might sit there and be like, oh, weather-wise, like, that sucks. Vacation plan-wise, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but that's as far as that's going to go. Um, yeah. Damien Lillard's character uh, and who he is, he's not going to complain, especially if you're on a contender. If he got sent to, like, the Pacers or the Wizards, okay. Mm-hmm. That now you have a legit gripe that I could hear you about. And knowing Dame, he would still be like, I'll play, but secretly he's like, yeah, this sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, he's gonna be just fine. Um, it's not really gonna matter. Plus, like on his through his podcast uh, appearances and whatnot, he has said like, "Hey, like, what player would you love to play with, Giannis?" And then Giannis has been like, "Oh, what player would you like to play with? I would love to play with Dame." You know, whether you want to consider that tampering or whatnot, like Jimmy Butler was like, investigating for tampering, whether you want to consider Shut that Shut up, as if Miami wasn't being investigated for the same thing. I yeah. can't even believe that he said he that. Was, he I'm 99.9% sure he was joking. It was I know, joke. but it's, I don't know. It was not in the best taste. Not, it's not say. even newsworthy. I shouldn't have brought it up. It's a joke. But point yeah. is... um. Like, I, you know, they they want to be teammates with each other. Like, it's not going to be an issue of uh, chemistry of going together. So I, I'm i excited to see how this trade pans out. Um, You know, we'll know in, you know, I would say a couple months. That might be a little soon. But I'm excited to once we hit, you know, trade deadline season to look back at moments like these and other moments that have taken place over the offseason and say... This was good. This was bad. Whether it's you know offseason contracts, whether it's different trades that happen, different hirings and firings, what pays off, what doesn't. I'm really excited to see what it happens. And you know, basketball's a month away for the Suns for really the entire NBA. You know, the WNBA recently is wrapped. Playoffs are happening, and you know we got like a month left, and the NBA happens. So it's a fun time to kind of get basketball back in the rotation as baseball kind of fades into the playoffs. Now, shortly there's the final week and then playoffs. And now basketball is going to start up regular season with football going on. It's, you know, as I've said previously, it's a good time to be a sports fan. That's for sure. And I think um, the last thing I want to talk about with this trade um, before we wrap is uh, I think the saddest part, is Drew Holiday just said, I think this week, and if not this week, like fairly recently, that he wanted to retire a Milwaukee Buck. And he's not going to do that. And I think whenever that, yeah, but, you know, the thought, you know, he can't truly. But, like, I don't know. I I hate when that happens, when a player, like, when Mikhail Bridges got traded to the Nets and he was always saying he wanted to be a son forever, when campaign just got traded to the Spurs from the Suns, you know, um, I hate that when a player just wants to be somewhere and he gets traded, but like he understands why that trade is happening. I think that's the worst part of it. Um, really in any sport, when a guy just wants to be in that city and he gets dealt and there's not a whole lot he can do about it. Um, and I just think the reason I bring that up is I just think that's something that people don't really think about is these are human beings with families, with lives, and they're being dealt around like pawns on a chess table, you know? Um, and I just, it's sad. It's a little sad, but Drew Holiday will be fine. Um, and he's another one of those guys that, you know, he understands the game that he plays. He understands the NBA and... He gets that it's a business and that it had to be done. Uh, you know, it happened with, um, I'm trying to think who it was. Um, DeMar DeRozan wa- didn't want to leave Toronto. Yep. Um, you know, so stuff like that. It sucks, but it happens. Um, and I think uh, just right before we wrap now, I would say if we're rating these trades, Bucks get an A from me. Blazers get 
a B for now, maybe a B minus C plus until we see um until we see them trade Drew Holiday and then we'll decide for sure. I- I'll go with a B for now. Um and then the Suns I think get a, a B minus C plus as well from me. Well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I agree with you to an extent. I think Milwaukee gets an A. Uh, just makes too much sense for both sides. There are some question marks here and there that I'm sure we'll dissect way too much, you know, in the next month as we wait for the season, but they get an A. Um, Portland, I almost want to go old school back into like um, grade school and give them just an incomplete. They just get an I. It's just incomplete for now <laughs> until until we figure out what happens with Drew I imagine that's going to end up being a B plus, maybe even an A minus. Um, but for now, it's really just incomplete. Um, you know, I I could just go ahead and give him a B, but I'd rather be uh, I'd rather be high maintenance and give him an incomplete. Um, as far as the Suns go, if you asked me at the very beginning of the day when I found out, I would have given them like a C minus. Um, as the day has gone on and I've heard different things, I I'm more likely to give them a B minus. Um, I'm gonna stick to that and give them B minus. Um, I think the savior of this whole trade. Um, is not a player. I think it's Frank Vogel, as I've mentioned. I think the way he's going to scheme and, and build these guys up defensively, because I think you think the way they are defensively now, um, they are going to a system who is regarded as a defensive mastermind in Frank Vogel. And so I'm intrigued to see the extra level that he can get out of them, if he can get that out of them. So I will uh, agree with you that it would be a B minus for now uh, as the day has gone on. Um, a good trade all around, to be honest. And of course, we're going to nitpick and we're, uh, you know, interested in other dynamics because we're Suns fans. Um, but, you know, crazy trade, crazy trade for sure. Yeah, like I said in the beginning, I mean, this is the biggest trade in my memory as a basketball fan, and, and I would love to be corrected and be like, well, this trade happened in your lifetime. What about that? But just in my recent memory, this is probably the biggest, most massive trade. Um, and again, you know, Kevin Durant trade happened in what, January, February? I'm saying this is bigger than that. I mean, this is three teams, um, all-stars being dealt all directions. So just personally, I think um, – Yeah, I mean, this trade is just huge. What else is there to say? Um, But with that, we're going to wrap episode lucky number 13. I guess we should have expected something weird to happen um, with lucky number 13. But thank you guys so much for sticking with us through all these episodes. We hope to have you back for 14, um, which will be sometime next week. Uh, Follow us on X and on Instagram. Um, I'm at Chelsea underscore underscore mend. He's at Anthony Ferrero 7. Um, and then follow the pod as well at TFC underscore sports underscore pod on both of those platforms um, to get updates from us, to get clips uh, and fun stuff like that. So yeah, stay tuned and we'll bring you guys another episode very soon.